What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We've got another wonderful show in store for you with uh, an amazing guest. I'm looking forward to bringing her on. But first, of course, we have... Uh, actually, I'm not going to read a, a part from my book today. I'm going to go back to my old standard, a couple of quotes from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Looking for the gift in a situation typically means there's a belief that the situation's outcome could have been better. And thinking that an outcome could have been better only happens when there's a belief that one's joy could have been greater had there been a different outcome. And thinking that one's joy hinges on the outcome of any time, space, occurrence almost always means that some cool cat somewhere has ever so briefly forgotten not to interpret events with their physical senses alone that all the elements, then and now, are lining up in their favor and that their own happy feet needn't have missed a beat. Bust a move, the universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us that when we're putting so much effort into finding the joy in the situation, then we, we're kind of forgetting that like everything is perfect to begin with. And that, you know, when we, you know, have to find the gift of the situation and, oh, this was so horrible, but there must be something in it for me. There must be something to have learned from it. We kind of lose the real magic of all of life itself. 
and how it's not about you know uh, finding ways to reinterpret things and shifting our perspective it's just that basic understanding that it, everything comes from spirit from life that it, it is perfect that we don't have to you know find ways to manipulate a situation into being exactly what we want and I think what the universe is trying to remind us here is that sometimes we feel like when things aren't going the way we expect, the way we want, the way that perhaps we think should feel the way it feels in the moment, it doesn't feel that way, we're missing the point. We're missing that life really is perfect down to every microscopic detail. And if you really think about it, the mere fact that we are here, the mere fact that we were born, the mere fact that the stars lined up and the planets lined up and and civilizations rose and fell and that our ancestors survived and everything came about, these bazillion and one occurrences that happened just so that we could be here right now. And that if we had made even one slight different choice that we went left instead of right or up instead of down, we may not even be here today. Or we could be here, but it would be a completely different situation. And the fact that we're here is always perfect. And I guess it's more about just remembering when we don't see the perfection in the moment, that maybe, you know, we're just a little, got a little bit of tunnel vision. Maybe we're, we're just a little limited in how we're looking at things. And that if we just relax and breathe into it and give it some time, that the perfection really will reveal itself. And I cannot tell you time and time again in my own life, how whenever I've gone through uh, so many difficult things, yes, in the moment, they may have been excruciating in the moment. I could not wait for it to be over. Yet with the perspective of life that I have now and being able to look back, I can honestly say it was all perfect. It truly, truly was. May not seem like it at the time. And for some of you, this may be triggering, and that's okay. Being triggered is part of the perfection. Um, But we're all here in, in this perfect timing. Anyway, nice, wonderful quote from the universe. I'm feeling, I guess, like that one too. Okay, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. You don't have to go back and deal with childhood issues because those childhood issues produced a vibration within you that you are still offering, which is producing today issues. You can shift your vibration a whole lot easier when you're dealing with today issues than trying to deal with childhood issues. It's the same vibration. That vibration, the, that, vibration that was creating childhood issues now it's creating today issues. 
deal with it in your now. Which thought feels better? Which thought feels better? Which thought feels better? Abraham. I, I love this quote. I don't think I've seen this one before. And it, it, it's kind of one of the reasons that while I personally have a belief that we do come back multiple times in our life for life, multiple lifetimes, excuse me, that, that I do believe in reincarnation. It's just something that has always resonated with me since the concept was first introduced to me by a friend back in high school, that we really don't need to know the details about the past lives. Because whatever energy we might be carrying over from prior lifetimes it's going to manifest things today in our life today. And so we don't always have to go on this deep psychic archaeological dig to figure out why do I have a fear of spiders and how come I attract this kind of partner and all this stuff. It's more like, let's just look at life right now. Let's look at this life. Any energy we're carrying around with us, it's going to be evident in just the world around us. And, and Abraham's basically saying the same thing here, except around childhood issues instead of past life issues, that if we're wondering about, you know, what kind of childhood traumas did we have as a kid, just look at your life now. What is triggering? Again, that wonderful word trigger. It's the, where the gold is. If we're being triggered today, if, if we're having this experience now, right? What does it feel like to us? What is it causing us to do? Where are we, do, do we decide like, mm, not, not, not where I want to be right now, let me lean in a different direction, then let's go and lean in that other direction. So it, it's all about, now it does take being more present to where things are right here and right now. It does take being more aware of like, this is life, this is what's going on, this is what's showing up for me. This is the, the energy that it's evoking in me. And this is the energy that I'm bringing to the situation. What would I rather bring? How would I rather show up? How would I rather be in a more compassionate or and compassion starts with ourselves a more compassionate, a more peaceful, a more maybe energetic maybe more enthusiastic, maybe more engaged way. So now does this mean that there is not value in, you know, working with our inner child and doing the deep inner work and going back to the past? Of course, there's tremendous value in that. My loyal listeners know that I have, uh, you know, done a lot of that work and I do know there's tremendous value in it. But the breadcrumbs of what leads us there, those show up today in our life today, the way we are living today, the way we are feeling today. So let's pay attention to where we are, what is happening around us, what we are experiencing around us, and know that there is absolutely no difference between our inner world and our outer world. What we are seeing around us, whether we like it or not, it's merely a reflection of what is inside of us. It's not even a reflection. It's a, 
don't even know how to call it. It's 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 because it's more than a mirror being held up. It's it's just the the manifestation of the frequency and the energy that we've admitted that brought this situation and people and experiences to us because it's what we're aligned with in the moment. Okay. Two really interesting quotes of the day today. And these are unusual. I haven't done them in in quite a while. So it's nice to kind of pull them back out and and use them. So I hope uh, you like those quotes of the day. I, I certainly did. And I think they're Maybe apropos for, for what we're going to talk about today. I don't know. We'll find out. Actually, today's show is as big a mystery to me as it is to you, except that I do know who my guest is today. And it is my pleasure to welcome to the show Rebecca Dawson, who lives and works in Australia and is offering people a new way to experience life as source energy. She has a new book called The Agreement, which is a profound mandate for us to return to a level of consciousness and play our contributory role in the transition of all of humanity, especially in today's world that we see around us. So welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Rebecca. How are you doing today? Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here with you. Ah, my pleasure, my pleasure. Now you, I, I don't know, what, how do you like to identify yourself? Are you a channeler? Are you a medium? Are you psychic? When people ask you, like, you know, what do you do? How do you usually phrase it? Well, ideally, I like to call myself a human <laughs> because I think that's a really things? important um, important um, aspect of ourselves to embrace, particularly at this time. Um, yes. So I, I am a channeler. I've been a channeler for over 25 years, mm. and I'm a speaker. I travel around the world and, and do events, but not in the last year, obviously. <laughs> uh, and I'm an author as well, so I've written um, several books. But, you know, again, the emphasis when we when we are introduced to people and they identify in a certain way, I, th- I think that the way in which we identify reveals so much about what we think our limitations are. Mm. And, and very few of us say, well, actually, I'm 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 a human um, because that embodies all of those wonderful aspects of self. Right. And our capacity to bring wisdom to the world. And that's one of our main focuses at the moment, actually. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, you know, it's almost time to take a break. So um, what I'd like to do is I want to go out to break now. And when we come back, uh, I just want to get a little bit more of your background to introduce our audience to you a little bit more. You know, how you got started, got into this crazy stuff. And uh, and then we'll get into sort of, uh, you know, the work as your work as it manifests today and the message and all that kind of good stuff. OK, Rebecca? Sure. Awesome. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook Live. And we will be right back after this. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking with author Rebecca Dawson, uh, uh, author of the new book, The Agreement. Um, now, Rebecca, you're you're in Australia now. Did you, were you born in Australia? Did you grow up there? Yes, born here in Perth, um, but lived in many places around the world. And I'm actually, it's the most amount of time I've spent in Perth in the last year because we're not able to travel anywhere but I'm very grateful to be here it's a very very ancient landscape here and I feel very blessed yeah it is it is I my my, actually my last trip before the pen or my last vacation before the pandemic was my first trip to Australia um, on the other side of the the big island (laughs) um, (laughs) on the eastern side but um, I truly, truly loved it and spent two and a half weeks and it was just a great time. Um, So were you always kind of interested in sort of spiritual topics and like odd kinds of things when you were young or was this something that sort of developed later in life? Well, I think that compared to most people, I was a little bit odd when I was younger. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I had the experience, I think, um, a lot of people who are, are in my position these days have when they came into the world. So I was born in the 70s and mm-hmm. I never really had that memory loss when I came into this experience. Oh. So there was a lot of reference for me with what I was capable of, what was possible, um, a strong sense of history for the planet that didn't line up with what we were taught at school. Oh. Um, and I did have the ability from a young age to see energy fields. And I worked for many years as a medical intuitive because I can see inside the body and the cells oh, as well. No. So I was, I was quite blessed because I had all of that. But you could say that it's a blessing. But I think during that period of time on the planet, it was also incredibly challenging because sure. there wasn't really a lot of reference for me 
um, externally to say, yes, that's okay, or yes, it's accurate, or you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. So I was I was originally raised as a Catholic, but um, mm-hmm. got into metaphysics at a very young age. I think about nine years old, I started going to wow. my first class. <laughs> wow, wow. So, so you're, as a friend of mine likes to say, you're a recovering Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> well, it served my grandparents very well. I know that. Yeah. It just, it didn't quite work for me, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I imagine that also, like, friends weren't very encouraging. Going through the school system probably wasn't very great. Oh, gosh. I remember <laughs> when I was about 15 and I decided to... Um, to share a little bit of my reality with a friend during a sleepover. Mm. And, um, and I, I don't think we were friends again after that. Uh, It it just frightened her too much because she began to feel and experience what it is that I experienced and felt. And uh, it was a little uh, bit too much for her, (laughs) unfortunately. You know, many of my guests I've had on the show over the last 10 and a half years who had like a similar kind of gift that you do, not all of them, many of them kept the gift, but many of them kind of suppressed the gift for a while until a little bit later in life when they were older, a little more mature, and then maybe there was some instigating event and then it kind of came back. Is that what happened to you or did you kind of keep it throughout your life? Well, I I did have a a bit of a sabbatical, um, but it was a conscious decision because I I started... um, channeling the masters my my team of of um guys that i call Uh the masters um very young just turned 18 years old um and i wasn't eased into it it was just full-blown this is where we are this is what needs to be said and i think at that age you know i hadn't really had the full experience of being human yet and Mm. there was something within me i did it for about five years and i i found that at that time there was still a strong sense of spiritual hierarchy and guruship with people Mm -hmm. and that wasn't a position that I wanted to be in and I did find that people were starting to 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 gradually position me in this way Um, and and I always felt that you know this is everybody's inherent right to have these capacities and abilities to access wisdom freely available to everyone so I did take a break for about eight years I think in my 20s Mm-hmm. Um, so that I could have the whole human experience. So I got married and I had a child and I worked in retail for a long time. And, um, and then one day I just decided it was, it was time again. I'd had that experience of what it is to have the human experience and do the things that most people do. And I'm so glad that I did mm-hmm. because I think it would be very difficult for me to really be able to speak with confidence about what we are all challenged with on a daily basis, particularly during this paradigm shift we're having now. Right. If I didn't have reference for those experiences. Right. So then it's also, it's a way for you to be relatable to people. It's like, oh, okay, she's a wife, she's a wife, she's a mother, she knows what it's like to raise a kid. You know, that makes us more relatable that way, right? Right. And, and I think because we are going through such an awakening of humanity right now, Mm-hmm. there's a massive shift in perception you know it's always sort of been and particularly for me when I was a kid I, I thought well if I do all the right things I'm going to be able to get out of here you know mm-hmm. the ascension experience yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and of course now what we're understanding is the more awakened we become 
the more we embody in our human form. Right. So it's kind of a game of descension now. Right, exactly. Exactly. And so bringing it here and making it human, making the, bringing the divine and the human together, I think, is, is our core message and our core focus and assisting people on how to do that and really embrace all that they are instead yeah. of trying to do the best that you can so that you can go. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, I back, you know, I, I was kind of thrown kicking and screaming onto my spiritual path at a relatively young age and then got far away from it and then slowly came back to it about, you know, uh, 17 years ago or so and and I studied actually with an ascension teacher for a while and he was all about like man the 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 veils are getting thin the window is opening up man I'm going straight back to source I ain't coming back here again you know totally out to the escaping it and that's so interesting now how but then over the years I heard certain people who were more psychic I guess than channelers say like oh yeah you know spirits come to me all the time and they can't wait to come into physical form they don't understand why we're like so eager to leave like there's so much stuff that you can do here that you can't do as a spirit they they, there's like lots of them waiting to incarnate and so now it's it's as you just said I, I noticed like the the teachers who I personally listen to and resonate with me they're talking they're now talking about this idea of descension not ascension it's about bringing more of the divine energy more of that spiritual energy into this physical life to make it something that's even more magical than it already is that's right i mean we're the creators of reality so the more consciousness floods our experience the more capacity we have to create something new and uh, I think after we've been through so many cycles of repetition with experience in our reality it's really time to bring something new and for that there's a flooding of consciousness that's required. So I'm curious over the years that you let's say developed or honed your skills and your, your abilities was there anything along the way that was particularly shocking or surprising to you you know something that dropped in or something that you physically happened that like made you take a pause and go oh wow where did that come from yeah actually and it it happened quite quite early on I suppose in the whole whole scheme of linear time (laughs) so I I found (laughs) I found myself living in a, a remote part of Bali when I was about 23 I think Mm. And uh, my whole focus at that time um, was I, I just maybe it was my Catholic roots mixed in with metaphysics, but I just wanted to know God. And what I meant by that was I wanted to experience what it is to know myself as that. Mm-hmm. And so I had this experience where I had um, put aside some time. I sat on this really hot balcony every day and anyone that's been to Bali knows the sun can be pretty intense. <laughs> and I started straight after breakfast in the morning and I thought I'm going to sit here in meditation until I have that experience. And I sat day after day after day and I always felt like I was getting close, like I could feel my vibration really increasing. Oh, I'm so close, I'm so close, and then nothing. Mm-hmm. Um and, and while it was a beautiful experience for me, it, I, I became quite frustrated by it. So I got to the 11th day <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was about three o'clock in the afternoon and I was sitting there and I thought, gosh, 
this isn't working. And this giant hornet came and sat on my hand, which was resting up on the balcony. Mm. And it didn't care. I realised this this hornet doesn't care if I have this awareness of God or not. (laughs) And so I thought, this is ridiculous. Why do I care? What am I even doing this for? I give up. And as soon as I gave up, (laughs) it happened. And it was an experience to me that lasted for four days. Oh, really? And it was a complete experience of unified consciousness. I was everything and everything was me. And that changed everything for me. I saw Mm. the nature of reality as it is. Mm. And I haven't really been able to go back to a Mm. dualistic way of looking at life. Mm. Four days. I I just can't imagine when I talk to people who've had experiences like that. And I I have not yet had that kind of experience. Um, But, I mean... like, what did you do for four days? It must have been difficult to, like, just move around and have a meal or do normal well, stuff, you know? Interesting you should say that. Um, I was still able to do all of those things, but it was like watching consciousness do it. Oh. So the person serving me was another aspect of self, serving me mm. a drink. And I was one time I was on the roadside eating some noodles, and a man crashed his motorbike right next to me and died two meters away and I was still in that state and all I saw was life expressing itself and it was all in perfection and it was just the most joyful thing to observe I know that sounds strange but it it was just Mm -hmm. joy it just is it just nothing to correct nothing to solve right Right, going back to my quotes of the day, it's all just perfect, right? Right, and uh, that really, I was so grateful, was a marker point that really allowed me to explore in directions that I wasn't able to find with a teacher anywhere. Mm. So it gave me permission to keep going that way, if that makes sense. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. All right, time for us to take another break. When we come back, let, let, let's talk about what's going on in the world now and like how things have shifted for you over the years and sort of what is the message that consciousness wants people to know now and, and, and what is it that we're having the opportunity to explore, okay? Sounds great. <laughs> Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You are listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, We're speaking with Rebecca Dawson, author of the new book, The Agreement, and we will be right back after this. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're speaking with Rebecca Dawson Chandler, who hails from down under in Australia. By the way, I didn't tell you I, why I particularly love people from Australia. And that is because the person who actually founded this station more than 10 and a half years ago, before I took it over from him, was from Sydney. And the reason why I ended up getting the station from him is because he decided to become a Buddhist monk and was getting rid of all his worldly possessions. <laughs> so Australians have a very near and dear place in my heart. Fabulous. <laughs> um, <yes. laughs> the connections are amazing. Um, so with this sort of connection you have to spirit, God, source, life, whatever you want to call it, um, I know a lot of people were looking at the year 2012 is going to be the big year and people were going to wake up and it's the end of the Mayan calendar. And there were all these projections and all these things and it kind of came and went and not really that much happened. And well, some things happened. However, most people I know really pointing to 2020 now, well, that's the year of perfect vision, 2020 vision, right? And that's the year that all of a sudden there's this, and I'm seeing it myself, I don't know what you're saying, but it, it is definitely an awakening of sorts. What have you been receiving in terms of what is this past year been about? What is going on? I mean, it's more than just a physical virus being transmitted. What's the energetic side of it? course and and I, I actually really love the way you just introduced that distinction between 2012 and 2020 2021 so with anything as we know we are the center of our reality mm-hmm. and so the shifts that started to happen in 2012 were what was happening internally within us mm-hmm. we've all felt some sense of disillusionment with life over the last 10 years a breaking down of old patterns self-awareness changing the things that we want in our life and and disidentifying actually with a lot of things to do with our history 
So the shift was happening internally. Now we're beginning to see it happen externally. Mm. And one of the main themes that we've been talking about and writing about for the last 10 years is how humanity wouldn't really understand that a paradigm shift is happening unless they start to see it externally in their systems and structures. Right. So it begins within. We go through a bit of an identity crisis ourselves and now we're going through a collective identity crisis as humanity. Mm. However, because so many of us have already had that shift happen internally, it places us in a very strong position to become the new stability for the planet. Because in the past, we have learned that our structures and systems, either socially, culturally, economically, or politically, are our stability. And in many ways, we've lost our sovereignty in placing the emphasis on stability there. So there's been, I mean, a lot of people who, who... are aware of what's happening with the electromagnetics on the planet. I've been talking about pole shifts for a while yes, and a shifting yes. of axis. So I like to look at that pole shift as a reversal between the stability of the planet being held in the systems and the stability now being held within each one of us. Uh, so 2020, we're seeing systems and structures break down. Yeah. We're being invited to go back to self. It doesn't feel like we can do much in the external world, but we can do quite a bit here. Right. So it's what the masters call the principle of foo or the great return, where we're returning to self Mm. to reestablish. And there isn't really a requirement to save any systems or structures, Mm. but to shift that sense of stability back to ourselves because in a shifting reality, the only constant right now is ourselves Mm -hmm. we still wake up every day Mm -hmm. it's the one thing we know still exists we can't be sure of anything else but we can be sure of this when we wake up in the morning and and that's the invitation right now right interesting interesting yeah it's kind of i i remember early on in the pandemic i i uh got together with a friend who lives not too far from me who um, has been practicing TM, Transcendental Meditation, for a while now. And we were just talking about different people's reaction to the lockdown and everything else. And she said, you know, Sam, for people like you and me, when we can't go outside, we go inside. But a lot of people don't have that, haven't been taught that skill or haven't been taught to be able to maneuver that and manage that so those people are having a tougher time and i just thought "Hmm, that's really true um because with all the personal work that i've been doing on myself to to and 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 it's really so interesting because i was in ceremony a month before the like literally a month before the lockdown uh, doing this shamanic work that i do and and most of the time when I do the shamanic work, it, it's it's a very communal experience. It's a very pleasant experience, a very transcendent experience. And this last time, it was just I couldn't do anything but shake and breathe, and and it was like a, I mean, not panic, but it was as my body was just experiencing this fear. No content. There's no story behind it. Nothing. It was just. This, this, like, 
And, and it was like eight hours of that, you know, six to eight hours of it. And there's nothing I could do. Now, then lockdown happened. I'm like, oh my God, like what a gift that was. Cause it was like a purging of fear so that when this whole situation came, I didn't respond in fear. I, I just said, okay, this is what is the new reality? What do we need to do? You know, my, the station we used to do in person, in studio at our office on 38th Street. And, and we've never done our shows virtually. Well, <laughs> without missing a heartbeat over a weekend, I'm like, okay, let's figure this out. How do I get everybody up on Zoom, playing the commercials, the music, everything else, and figuring it all out because I just wasn't resisting what is. And I just kind of feel like if I hadn't gone through that ceremony where I was so, you know, processing this energy, that that might not have been the case. Isn't it incredible how our consciousness always has us in the best possible position for whatever is to unfold next? We are never unprepared, ever. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so before it gets too late in the show, so so tell us about the agreement. Now you've written other books before, correct? I have, yeah, um, okay. yeah. I've written written several books. Ah. Um, this is just my our new one, which it's actually the first book we've actively promoted um, because yeah. this really is um, very. Let me just hear what they want to say about that. It's the fundamental principles for how consciousness behaves as mm-hmm. we're enter- entering this new paradigm of reality. Mm-hmm. So it really goes through the pillars of our experience, which is the body, belief systems, thought, emotion, and creation, mm-hmm. and talks about how the mechanics of reality are shifting and how we can really begin to walk very comfortably in this new way of doing things. Because People have been talking a long time about a shift between 3D and 5D. Right. And, and indeed, we've been writing about that since about 2009. And now that it's actually happening and people are aware that it's happening, then comes the, well, how does 5D work? What are the mechanics of 5D reality? And indeed, some of the concepts that have already been brought through on the planet about being in the present moment Mm. about how however you're resonating creates your reality are foundations for these principles but then there's also or how does movement work in 5d how do our thoughts and beliefs operate differently in 5d what are our bodies capable of and and so it's really a handbook about how it all works and it's an invitation to actually step into it and really begin to create from that space. Ah, I see. I see. And was there some impetus that said, like, okay, you have to write this book now? Or is it just, you know, the guide said, start writing and this is, and then they just start telling you what to write? Well, I actually, um, as much as I enjoy writing, because I did a lot of English at university, this book was actually an on, an oral um, ah. presentation um, that happened over eight weeks. Oh. And it's all, as, as the masters are terribly organised and everything is in perfect timing, <laughs> it was eight weeks of content mm-hmm. that was to become the book. And so it is eight weeks worth of of wisdom that just came through last year. So it's all very timely. 
Ah. And is exactly for where we are right now. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Wow. And and how many pages is that? Because eight weeks of content, <laughs> you'd think that'd be like several hundred pages. I mean <laughs> Well, we do try to be concise. So yeah. it's about two hundred <laughs> about 225 uh, that's reasonable that's reasonable easy sections but it is I, I must say it's not the kind of book that you would pick up and read cover to cover there's uh, so much in each paragraph that it uh, is one of those books you pick up you'll look at a paragraph you'll sit with it and it will deepen its understanding within you yeah gotcha gotcha Okay, great. All right, listen, um, time for us to take uh, one more commercial break. Um, And when we come back, let's talk about like, what can we share with our audience that can um, support them in today's world and in dealing with the situations that we're dealing with today? Okay. Okay. Awesome. So everybody, thank you for being with us. Please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, and we do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc, and the video goes out all over Facebook, and we got lots of stuff going on in the station. If you have not yet done it, please go to talkradio.nyc and sign up for our newsletter so we can keep you up to date and abreast with all the latest changes. And we will be right back with Rebecca Dawson, author of the book, The Agreement, right after this. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, we've been speaking this hour with Rebecca Dawson, a channeler from Australia and author of the book, The Agreement. Um, I just out of curiosity, Rebecca, do, do people get your book confused with the four agreements from Don Miguel Ruiz 
No. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, so I'm curious with, with with all that you've been access to. Oh, and just a quick question. I was curious when your guides talk to you. Are you more clairvoyant, clairsentient? Do you clairaudient? Do you hear them, see them, feel them, or does it just drop in as a knowing? Well, my experience of it when I was younger was that it would come in and I would have quite a physical change. And my voice still does change when, when they come through. Man mannerisms are quite different. But my experience of it now is that it's become such a natural state of awareness that it really just comes out. It just flows. Wow. So it's okay. much, much gentler now and it's much easier. I can do a two hour seminar without taking a break and, and oh. just run. Um, it's a lot of content. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. I'd love to. So uh, it's quite, quite a natural state for me now. Cool, cool. So I'm curious, like what can people, and, and you know, I do wanna be, we're talking about a lot of very spiritual topics and you know trying to make things sound like oh it's all great and light and fluffy but things can be challenging and and there are a lot of people out there who are struggling right now maybe they've lost loved ones maybe they've lost their job you know maybe you know things have shifted and changed around them and they just they keep hearing all different information about different things and they don't know which way to go so yes. what can we what can we give our audience to to help empower them to feel like they have some sure footing or they, they can feel a little bit better about a, a way of moving forward? Well, I'd like to frame that um, in reference to the changeover of energy system we're having. Okay. It's like a change in operating system for, mm. for our, real, our human reality, our collective reality and personally. And I think mm. this can help people understand a little bit why they're feeling the way they're feeling and how they can feel stronger in it. Mm. So for the last 300,000 years or so, we've had a, a, a grid system or an energy system set up within our reality that's been based upon an electrical system of transference. Now, mm. we know that because we know that we have to put energy into something for it to move or mm. we apply our focus or attention to things. If we want to push a ball across the room, we transfer energy into it and it moves. Yeah. So this is very much like having an electrical system. We are points on a grid okay. and we're all connected to each other, okay. but we have to keep donating energy to keep things running. And okay. this is how our world's been created. If we don't keep turning up to work, the organization right. doesn't keep running, yeah. so on. And that's all based on cause and effect. It requires consistent energy output. Mm -hmm. We are actually reverting back into our more natural design as humans, which is a magnetic core resonance system, mm. which means that we run magnetically and on resonance rather than creating change and movement through energy output. Now, one thing we know about electrical systems is that if one thing in the circuit breaks down, the whole thing breaks down. Right. And that's what we're seeing at the moment in yeah. our exterior reality. It's also how we feel when we've, our vibrations have become so fine that we can no longer participate in that electrical system anymore. We get burnt out too easily. We mm. chastise ourselves because we're not interested in doing it anymore. What's wrong with me that I don't have the energy that we, I used to have? I don't have the enthusiasm. I don't feel passionate about anything. I don't have any real drive anymore. 
it's good for people to know that if you're feeling like that right now, it doesn't mean that you're a failure and it doesn't mean that you're failing to be relevant in our world. It means that you're getting off the electrical grid where you're used to having a build-up of charge and then donating it and being tired, building it up again. And you're actually getting into a very gentle system again of our true magnetic core resonance. Now, when that happens, it feels like you're disconnecting from people. It feels like you're becoming invisible. It feels like you've got no drive. You've got nothing to contribute to the world. You don't know what your role and purpose is. Many people are feeling like that right now. Mm. I have days like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's important to know that this is now, okay, this is a gentler way of being. And we're going through a transition where we can start to feel connected to other people, not through what we do for them, not through the donation of energy to be relevant or how they're giving to us. Again, electrical transference. But who else is giving themselves permission to just lean back and just be gentle at the moment? Mm-hmm. Because when you start to resonate like that, you're going to start to have things appear in your reality that are resonating at the same pitch as you. Mm. you start to get resonance and this is where we are right now but because we're just coming off the grid it feels it can feel like you're there all by yourself Uh, but if you can just hang in there a little bit longer you're going to start to see other people turn up other opportunities turn up that are in agreement with you mm, mm. so when we're focusing more on our magnetics as opposed to our electromagnetics, electrical, but more in our magnetics. Are there any practices that you recommend? Are there any exercises or, or any, um, um, you know, ways of being that can help that transition? Absolutely. It's good to know that our sleep patterns are now pulse-like and not cyclical. This is a, this is a shift of cycles. It's good to know that there'll be bursts of enthusiasm and then not. You'll have energy and then not. So this pulse, you'll be hungry and then you don't want to eat for for a while. This is all highly symptomatic. Same with the heart. A lot of people are having palpitations right now um, because the heart's getting back to magnetic core energy again. Mm. So the most important thing is to look at your experience and say, this is what is occurring in this moment. It's different. It's changing. Mm-hmm. rather than it's a problem, what do I need to do to fix it? Mm-hmm. So relaxing deeply into your own experience and giving yourself permission to be okay with it. And also it is a very, very subtle distinction, if any, between personal and collective experience right now. So if you're feeling the intensity of emotion right now and the intensity of grief, which is massive right now, mm, yeah. understand that it's collective. And it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to do anything to solve it. Mm. Just the agreement, oh, this is happening right now. This is the experience of humanity right now is going to be very helpful in taking yourself off the hook in trying to figure out how to solve that. So it's sort of the practice of getting away of having to do something and focus more on how we're being in the moment. I love the way you articulate that. And it's actually being a witness to it. Wow, isn't this interesting? Look what's happening. Mm. We Mm. might not understand why, 
but we're awake to the fact that it's happening. And that mm. is awareness. That's consciousness. And that's what we want. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I, I could talk with you for hours and hours. And <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll be able to meet in person one day when things open back up. If, if you make it to New York City, you must let me know. I've never been to New York. I've been no? in a lot of places in the United States, but I've never been to New York. <laughs> you must come. You must come. Um, but uh, I, I would be remiss in my duties if I did not ask you if, if people want to learn more about you, get in touch with you. What's your website? How can people find you? My website is very simple. It's my name, RebeccaDawson.net. I also uh, have a YouTube channel and Facebook page. I have a lot of free content that goes out all the time. If you're interested in, in diving in deeper, I do a lot of masterclasses and workshops and things as well and mm. retreats when we're able to travel. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very easy to find. And uh, you can actually get the first chapter of the book um, for free if you jump onto my website, which is all about the body and what's happening with the body right now, which is wow. helpful. Okay, wonderful. And and your book, The Agreement, it's available all over the place, Amazon. The... It's on Amazon or through the website, either as an ebook or as a paperback. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for taking the time to come on my show today. I truly appreciate you and I thank appreciate you. Um, you know bringing you on the show and being open and honest with our audience. It's been a wonderful conversation. I'm, I'm very grateful. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, definitely, I, like I said, we could, we could talk for hours and hours. <laughs> well, one last question before we go. Did, have you ever been to Uralu? Yes, of course. I, I just yes. love to know your experience because I wanted to go, but we didn't have the time to do it when I was in Australia. Because well, I understand you know, it's one of the earth chakras. So it's it pretty is. powerful. I place. went there for the first time in 2015. And I, it actually was my gateway to the United States because there were a lot of Americans there and I was invited to come and, and speak in the, in the U.S. after that. So oh, wow. um, <laughs> it was, yeah, amazing. It's, it's been a pivotal experience in my life, actually, going to Uluru. Wow, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, and right. I just noticed, your, just noticed your emblem and I have the same thing on my hand. Ah, ah the flower of life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Well, Rebecca, wonderful to meet you. Please reach out anytime if there's ever anything I can do for you. Maybe we'll have you back Thank on the you. show in the future. And, and you too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, my audience for, for tuning in today. Always appreciate you. Without you, there is no show. And if you missed any part of today's show, remember, you can get it on the website on talkradio.nyc the next day, or we're on all of the uh, podcasting applications, uh, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, hopefully Pandora. I think I'm up on Pandora now. So um, you can find us all over the place. So please look for the Conscious Consultant Hour. Thank you all for being with us. We will talk to you next week. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? 
Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.